And we're live. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to the SEO Podcast. I know the secrets of internet marketing. My name is Chris Burris, one of the owners of EWR Digital. You, can you hear me? Can I, hello? <laughs> we just did the it just did the intro. We're, we're 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 having some technical difficulties, everyone. I'm in Mexico. Um I am not. But... <laughs> <laughs> and and actually in our beginning it it looked like my end might be causing the problems. So I don't know exactly how that works. Uh we'll get through <laughs> this. Uh I'll tend to keep talking, I guess, uh when it's my turn, and then you keep talking and then We'll 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 make it happen. Like this 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 works. Well, we we are we are adding some editing. Uh, uh, you know, we're we I know it's a no editing rule, but I think we're going to start actually adding a little bit of editing to our videos so people can appreciate that. Um, so maybe this will be the first one. <laughs> <laughs> this is this was edited for good reason. Yeah. Welcome back to another fun-filled edition of the podcast. We've got a great article today. Uh, it's 10 steps to boost your site's crawlability and indexability. As an SEO or out there, you understand how important that is. And so we're gonna we're gonna go through that and and break it down and keep it simple. Before we jump into the article, we want to talk about our sponsor, uh, SE Ranking. Uh, you guys, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know a couple things about SE Ranking. You know first that it's good uh, and it's inexpensive. Uh, it's professional and it's easy to use. It has lots of tools, and each of the tools could be sold individually. By the way, I checked out like some of the other tools and we're going to talk about one here in a second. Also, you might not have heard uh, have heard of SE ranking, but it has lots of industry awards and superb user ra rating uh, tiff to SE ranking. If you want to get a 30 day trial, just go to bestseopodcast.com forward slash SE ranking. Let me talk about this feature. Um, it's the page change monitor. And, and Matt, I, I, this is basically a rhetorical question, so don't answer it. Have, have, you ever, have you ever gone to a page you've worked on and it's changed? Yes, yes. of course you have, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> everyone has had that happen. How nice would it be to have some piece of software that's visiting that page on a regular basis? You just in, in, enter the page, it visits it, maybe it's weekly, uh, and then lets you know if anything's changed on it so that you can keep an eye, eye on it, you know, and maybe... Some things are supposed to change, but you want to make sure that things that aren't supposed to change don't get changed. Uh, and, and one thing that SE Ranking did is they pointed out a cool kind of feature that you could use this service for, which is, I don't know, maybe put in the page that is your competition's pricing so that you can keep an eye on if that ever changes, right? Like that's useful information. Uh, maybe just some of their marketing pages for your competition. Matt, I don't know if you've ever checked that tool out, uh, but I know you use SE ranking on a regular basis. Yeah, no, I have not used that tool. Um, it sounds like a good kind of monitoring tool. We check forms consistently uh, for clients. And sometimes when uh, like WordPress does an update, sometimes the database will screw everything up on the page. Um, so I don't know exactly how this tool works, but it sounds like there's some good monitoring uses as well as listening tools um, that you could use it for. Um, there's a lot of probably different ways you could use it. Um, I, I would just say SE ranking really has good 
uh, keyword tracking. Uh, they get up-to-date keyword tracking data. So that's really nice. I like their reporting. Um, I like their keyword, uh, like search tools. So um, a lot of different people use different tools. I do like SE rankings search tools. And then, um, you know, for for uh, on-page research as well as uh, ranking research um, and competitor research, SE rankings great. Yeah, so definitely uh, go out check SE ranking. Their typical uh, a free trial is only 14 days. We twisted their arms. They're giving you guys 30 days. Again, go to bestseopodcast.com forward slash SE ranking, uh, and that'll get you to the page where you can actually uh, uh, experience the 30-day trial. Uh, I see that Matt's dropped off. Uh, at least this video did for a second. So I'm going to jump right in. Uh, I, I couldn't find any reviews. So if you guys could, uh, and we'll ask this again, if you could uh, go to youtube.com forward slash best SEO podcast, make sure you subscribe, make sure you click the notification bell. Also go to instagram.com forward slash the best SEO podcast. Uh, make sure you connect with us there, follow us there. And then you can find us at tiktok.com forward slash at best SEO podcast. Well yeah, and and Chris, we are getting a lot of comments on on different channels, and we've been looking at different tools to manage um, being able to to see all those tools in a timely manner and being able to respond. Uh, but yeah, only about eighteen percent or twenty percent—I don't remember the exact number—actually uh, uh, listen, uh, follow us. So please, doesn't matter what platform you're on, uh, whether it's a podcast or a social media channel. Uh, we, we have some great shorts. We put out some great content. If you like this stuff, please listen to it. Um, you can always change your mind. So. Very cool. All right. I'm going on there. There were some comments there that I thought we might want to get rid of <laughs> already. Um, all right. So let's jump into this article. This is from Brian Frederick Patif to you, Brian Frederick again, 10 steps. <laughs> so, so for anybody that's listening, we're getting some spam on our live video chat. Uh, because I did uh, decide to try out video chat on uh, Twitch. And so I think that that's where these are coming from. It uh, looks I'll, like it's I'll coming from the user. Yeah, Chris, I'll YouTube. block the user and, and hide it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It looked like it was coming from YouTube, uh, but I didn't see well, it. Maybe it could, it, could, it could be. And I'm also in Mexico, so it will be showing it to probably different people potentially. So Yeah, very interesting. All right. Again, 10 steps to boost your site's crawlability and indexability. Uh, if uh, Let's start again, Patif to Brian Frederick. If search engines can't find your web pages, all the optimization in the world will do you no good. That seems pretty obvious. Uh, there is a two-step process for the search engines to navigate and understand your site. Those two steps are called crawling and indexing. Uh, as an SEO professional, you undoubtedly have heard of these terms, but let's define these just to be certain. Uh, crawlability refers to how well these search engine bots can scan and index your web pages. So that's crawlability. Indexability measures the search engine's ability to analyze your website and add them to the index. Uh, these are both obviously essential parts of SEO. If your site suffers from poor crawlability, for example, maybe too many broken links or dead ends, search engine crawlers won't be able to access all of your content, which will exclude that content that it can't access uh, from the index. That is a bad thing if you did not know. Um, 
Indexability, on the other hand, is vital because pages that are not indexed will not appear in search results. How can Google rank a page if it hasn't been included in the database? Um, it can't. Like that, it just it can't. Happen. That's the answer. It <laughs> do that. And, and I don't think people understand that. So when people are building links uh, or citations or map listings, any anything, right? If Google doesn't index it, it doesn't count for you as a benefit, right? And so a lot of times people are building links and really Google's looking at the quality of content, looking at the quality of links, and it's deciding, is this valuable or not? Because so much content's be creating all the time, it's unindexing a lot of stuff. We're finding new clients coming in, a lot of their blogs are getting unindexed because it's repeating information's out there. There's a lot of bots out there that rewrite a lot of content. I know when I publish content, bots rewrite my content pretty quickly. Um, and so uh, really Google's trying to evaluate, is, is this valuable or not? And again, if it pulls it out of their indexing, uh, where basically people don't know this, Google uh, is not live. When you go to Google and search, you're, you're searching uh, basically a copy of what the spiders have done and index the internet, right, into their database. So it's not actually live. Now, it's gotten a lot faster. It's picked up. It's indexing stuff more and more quickly, but it's not live. So they're they're taking the internet. They're deciding what's good. They're deciding where to rank it based on like what users want to see. And if your stuff's not in there, it doesn't count. And any links that are built to you, if they're not indexed, those don't count either. So I think that that's something really important that people are not considering. And that should be a step in any SEO's process to go double check the links, look at the links that are falling off. Why are they falling off? Are they getting unindexed? What's going on with them? Because you're, you could be losing a really valuable uh, link equity if, if you don't do that. So again, if it's not indexed, if it, and if this, well, we'll get into crawling, but if it's not indexed, it doesn't count. So yeah, make sure. And all right. And let's talk about, you said the, that should be an important step. Uh, let's talk about 10 steps. Uh, these are the 10 steps to boost your site's credibility and indexability. Uh, so number one is improve page loading speed. Web spiders, right? Those crawling bots don't have all day to wait for your links to load. Uh, if your site doesn't load within the specific within a specific time frame, they'll leave your site, which means you'll remain uncrawled and unindexed. This is again not good for SEO purposes. So, so, so Chris, I feel like if we added editing in right now, we could have some little spiders crawling across the screen, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe like I don't know. Like I mean, remember mice? There's mice, and then there's there's spiders. There's like spiders. there's all kinds of bugs all through the internet. Web spiders. Yeah, there's certainly bugs through the internet. We've all experienced those. Yeah. I think uh, I spoke about breaking soccer.com because uh, of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So it's a good idea to regularly evaluate your page speed and improve it wherever you can. If your site is running slow, right? So you do some, maybe you go to gtmatrix.com uh, and you find out that it is running slow. Maybe you do a lighthouse test. Uh, if it is slow, you need to take some steps to alleviate the problem. Uh, these steps could include upgrading your server or hosting platform. Interesting, we bumped into this regularly enough that we started a company, Cohosta.com, where it's focused on this speed issue on SEO-focused uh, technical aspects so that your website can perform the best. So a little bit of a tangent, but I think it's really important. So Gutenberg 
is something that we're really starting to invest in. Um, it, now, it doesn't build a very high-end looking site. I think that that's coming, but it certainly builds a very light site. And so uh, for, for larger sites, informational sites, um, a lot of these builders have a lot of extra code in them. They make the sites really heavy. They slow them down. Google really doesn't like that. And so depending on um, how high end the site needs to look, oh my gosh, the sun's starting to hit me. Um, you, you should be looking at uh, the, like, is there additional code? Is the, is the builder light? And really the speed of the website is super important and using um, different services to look up that speed and also how the page is loading can be a whole podcast. And I think we've done podcasts in the past on that specific topic but that is incredibly important. It's probably one of the top uh, ranking factors that that Google looks for because no one sits around for longer than three to five seconds anymore for a website to load. It's just yeah. painful and people jump. They just they just bounce for sure. Uh, so yeah, so one, go check out cohosta.com. Uh, that's, uh, not exactly what, uh, Brian says, but that's what we'll say. <laughs> um, one and another thing, enable compression, minify your CSS. So that's reduce your CSS as much as you can. Uh, and in fact, you're going to minify JavaScript and HTML, uh, and then eliminate or reduce redirects. We would actually suggest that you eliminate them wherever possible. So that's and look out for redirect loops right? Redirecting yeah. to a, a page that redirects, that redirects back to the original page. Google hates that. Yeah. <laughs> He's redirects. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. a, like, that's a Google death sentence. <laughs> All right. Number two, <clears throat> strengthen internal link structure. A disorganized website is difficult for search engines to crawl, which makes internal linking one of the most important things an SEO can spend their time on. Yes. Here's what Google's search advocate, John Mueller, had to say about it. By the way, John Mueller, you should listen to what he has to say. Very influential uh, uh, related to the- We need to get him back on our podcast or we need to get him on our podcast. He had said he wanted to get on and then we were like busy and then we need to get him back on. <laughs> yeah, we, we should re yeah reconnect with him. That would be really good. Uh, what he says, uh, and I quote, internal linking is super critical for SEO. I think it's one of the biggest things that you can do on a website to kind of gu guide Google and guide visitors to the pages that you think are important. Um, make sure you create a logical internal structure for your site. Again, this is not just for the search engines. This is also for the user. Your homepage should link to sub pages supported by pages further down the pyramid. Another thing to keep an eye on is broken links, uh, as they are harming your crawlability. If you if Google finds a link, uh, if there's nothing at the end of it. You know, if you've ever been in Google search console, it'll tell you about that but you can obviously understand that has a detrimental impact on your indexability. Uh, other, yeah. Well, I just wanted to jump in on internal linking. So uh, really Google's looking for when you look at a page, because I think we talked about how it's, it's important, but maybe there's not actionable steps on what to do. Um, the one way I would look at it is there's, there's probably about 10 links. If you want to look at that, uh, if you wanted to go that high from, link equity that you can share with other pages and you can research like link equity, but it's, it's quite important. You don't want to link out to something that's not valuable, but when someone looks at a page, okay, they're trying to make a decision on that micro moment on what to do to get to the next step. 
right? And so you're trying to provide supporting information from other sources to reiterate what you're saying, basically like citing uh, other references to support what you're saying or to give them more additional information or additional, more additional information. Uh, that doesn't even make sense, but giving them additional information to make the decision to take that next step of what you're looking for. So when you look at a page, you're like, what is this page? What do I want this to rank for? What CTA or what action step do I want them to take? And then are any of the links on the page pointing to things that will help them make that decision to take that next step? I can tell you that link internal linking are the links that you can actually control versus like off page where you might not have as much control. Right. So internal linking, I can tell you personally in low competitive industries or keywords, I've been able to fully rank sites, first page top positions without any outbound or sorry, without any, uh, outbound Excellent. links yeah. or back backlinks coming back to the site. Certainly I did link out to other uh, references and sources that uh, ha have some credibility, but through the internal linking structure, you can tell Google and you're building a link every time you create that backlink on where you need to go on the site. And what most people are doing is they're linking everything on the site to everything else. And there's so many links. Google has no idea with the signals that you're creating, what's important right? Where you want them to go? What is the next step? Moving through the site, where is the customer journey? And so internal linking is just incredibly important uh, for the spiders, for the users, like you said, but maybe that's a little bit more information around it where hopefully you've gotten some tangible steps that you can use that now to uh, improve pages you're working on. So yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, all right. So number three of the 10 steps to boost your site's crawlability and indexability, submit your sitemap to Google. Given enough time and assuming you haven't told it not to Google, and we'll talk about that here shortly, Google will call, crawl your site, but it's not helping your search ranking while you're waiting for Google to crawl the site. So if you've recently made changes to your content and want Google to know about it immediately, it's a good idea to submit a sitemap to the Google Search Console. Uh, a sitemap is a, is a file, it's a separate file that lives in your root directory and it serves as a roadmap for search engines with direct links to every page on your site. Uh, this is beneficial for indexability because it allows Google to learn about multiple pages simultaneously. Make sure you have a sitemap. So yeah, you can have a sitemap for images and videos as well. So uh, not just text. Uh, and then, you know, there are sites uh, submitting it through the Google search console, but there's also other services out there that will help you submit. And the thing that I like to use as like maybe a pro tip or even like for other marketers out there, Google loves to index YouTube and Google index YouTube really, really quickly. So if you need a link, uh, to get indexed pretty quickly, you can put it in the, the notes of the video or the meta of the video and it'll get indexed. So that's a little bit of a pro tip. That's something that we utilize uh, frequently. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're saying make a video in YouTube and then have it linked to the page that you want to get indexed. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're building something based on some type of content or some kind of a micro step that you're wanting someone to take, uh, having a video that supports that and then having that on the page is going to improve a lot of different metrics. 
but also you can put the link of that page uh, in YouTube. Now YouTube has started, depending on the length of the link, um, chopping them off and they're not, not working. So constantly things continue to evolve, but YouTube is indexing its own property uh, or Google's indexing its own property of YouTube daily. Right. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'm pretty sure it indexes the whole thing. I'm not like hundred percent on that, but, but very, very rapidly does it index everything. So if there's something, if there's a link in the meta, that link's going to get picked up by Google pretty quickly. And um, if you have other good meta surrounding that, it's going to make it to uh, their database, right? It's going to get, it's going to get, um, uh, what's the word, but it's going to get added to the uh, Google search and then boom, your links indexed. So we mentioned uh, in the last section that uh, if, unless you've told Google not to index something, which brings us to number four. So this is number four of 10 steps to boost your site's crawlability. Uh, and it says update robot.txt files. You probably want to have a robot.txt file for your website. 99% yes. of websites use it. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with what it is, it's a plain text file in your website's root directory that tells search engine crawlers how you would like them to crawl or how you would like them to not crawl your website. Uh, this comes in handy by limiting which pages Google crawls and indexes. For example, you probably don't want pages like directories, shopping carts, and tags in Google directory, uh, or even your admin side of your WordPress site in any way to be indexed. So that's or a pay downloadable, right? A pain downloadable yep. or something like that. I would even, I, I don't know if this article talks about it or not. I, I looked at this article a week or so ago. Um, humans.txt does it talk about humans.txt at all yeah so so this is something that not all sites are doing but uh you can put different information about the site um you know things that are maybe on your about us page or programmers information things to give google confidence that this is a real company right because google's always looking for trust and it's looking for links to real people. And there's also ways to add uh, some of this stuff into uh, your site. Um, there's ways on um, like for their eat profile, basically expertise, authoritativeness and trust for different authors on blogs. But uh, the humans.txt file is something not every site uses, but some of the bigger sites are using it. And it, it, it's a way to differentiate yourself to get more trust to say, hey, we are a real organization. We are a real company because Google doesn't want to show anything that, well, uh, is spammy or uh, could be a, a phishing scheme or something like that. So it's just a, a, another way to give Google more trust signals. Yeah, and I and I pulled it up. So the this is just according to visitor analytics, human humans plural yeah. .txt is a simple text file that can sometimes be found in the root directory of a website with a simple role of acknowledging the people who have worked on it, which yep. makes perfect sense when you're talking about um, eat. Uh, so here, let's jump into some common mistakes in the robot.txt file. Uh, one, it's not in the root directory, so Google doesn't acknowledge it or it doesn't apply to things that might be in your root directory. Uh, poor use of wildcards, so you can have wildcard characters, and if you mess those up, uh, you can easily, and, and I'll talk about this here in a second, uh, have uh, no index, uh, you know, have Google skip an entire site. 
uh, no deck, no index in robots.txt, uh, and then blocked scripts, style sheets, and images, and then no sitemap URL. Those are things uh, that you want to make sure that you're addressing in your robot.txt. Uh, I, I'm sure I told you this story, Matt, but this is, you know, before we started working together, we we got this new client. They were real apprehensive about making a change. And when they finally made the change, like their just fear was like, hey, they had pretty good ranking. They were going to plummet. And it was within about 10 days of making a change that they, in fact, plummeted. And like, well, we hadn't hardly done anything yet. So what in the world was going on? And I remember we usually have beer, uh, beer Fridays, right? So at about four o'clock, we're drinking beer. We're sitting around like, like, what is going on with this thing? Like racking our brains, kind of teams, uh, uh, you know, and trying to enjoy a beer, but certainly focused on this website that was plumbing. And I decided to look at the robot.txt file and the previous company had put no follow the entire directory for. So, so of course, like it told Google, don't index me or stop indexing me. Don't index me again. And of course it plummeted. So uh, we fixed that and it came right back. That happens a lot when people launch websites, right? They might be building the site on maybe not a dev server, but they might be building it. They don't want it indexed. They make the site go live and then they forget to change it there. Um, that needs to be in um, the standard operating procedure or best practices of a site because, well, that's an issue. <laughs> if, if Google can't index it, yeah. uh, it's a big, big problem. So when you're when you're launching a new site, uh, definitely um, there's some things you need to check, and that's one of them. So it really is your your biggest fear, right? Like I'm maybe changing a company, uh, trying a new company, or I'm actually launching a new website and I've got good position. Like, well, I don't care what happens as long as I don't lose any position. And then that mistake causes like a severe position drop. Um, yeah. And sometimes it's harder depending on the competitiveness of the industry. Sometimes it can be a lot harder to get back to recoup that positioning um, than, it, than it was. Yes. So, be yeah. mindful of that. All right, number five, check your canonicalization. Uh, canonical tags consolidate signals from multiple URLs. This can be a helpful way to tell Google to index the pages you want while skipping duplicates and outdated versions. So yeah, you want to you want to make sure, hey, I'm not going to update that page. It was originally tied to this page. This is the page, Google, you should be indexing. Um, this does open the door for rogue canonical tags. These refer to older versions of a page that no longer exist. So you really do need to be mindful. And, and it's kind of a behind the scenes thing. You're not, it's not in your face. Like, Hey, this is the page. Here's the canonical tag. You actually have to go uh, back in the metadata and, and look at those canonical tags. Uh, to eliminate this problem, use a URL inspection tool to scan for rogue tags and remove them. I don't know if you have anything to add. Uh, Canonicals are, are, are pretty important, uh, especially if you have a lot of pages where you're using very similar content. So basically you're pointing to one page saying, this is the page that's most important. Um, and this is the page where the source of the information comes from. Um, I think uh, not canonicalizing pages is what hurts a lot of people's SEO because then Google starts saying, well, this is all Duke content. This is not um, valuable information. It could start unindexing un it. So, yeah, for, for sure. And, and just, you know, I think it's important to note that 
Google's made it clear from the very beginning that dupe content isn't a penalty per se, right? And and I remember I actually wrote some kind of, kind of fairly complex software that was based on the, uh, I think it was the cities with a population of 100,000 or more in, the, in across the United States and would automatically create these pages. And a lot of those pages did rank, right? But only for that phrase in a city that wasn't that big and that uh, they didn't have any competition in that particular area. Yeah. Um, so, so it's it's not a penalty per se, but it it doesn't uh, it doesn't help you, and and you can get bumped to the end if you don't canonicalize it uh, the the proper way. All right, number six, perform a site audit. Uh, this starts with checking the percentage of pages Google has indexed for your site. So you can check this out uh, in Google Search Con Console. Uh, it's called your indexability rate. Your indexability rate is the number of pages in Google's index divided by the number of pages on your website. There's a good chance your site will have some pages you don't want indexed. So this number likely won't be 100%, right? Uh, but if it is index, if the indexability rate is below ninety percent, then you probably have some issues that you need to investigate. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Audit newly published pages. Uh, anytime you publish new pages to your website or update update your most important pages, you should make sure that they are being indexed. Indexed. Scale your audit process with tools like there's Screaming Frog, there's Zip Tie, OnCrawl. There's also SE ranking that you can use uh, to audit your newly published pages um, and, and make sure that they're getting indexed. Yeah, I, I would say one of the things that's important to think about when you're launching new pages is, um, and I don't have a site where, where this information is exactly published, but this is the same for YouTube and this is the same for a lot of social media platforms. There is an audition period. Okay. And we call it the Google dance where when you launch new stuff uh, or when you add content, to pages, Google's going to move it around to see what um, the on page uh, like analytics look like as far as like dwell time. Do people take action and click through? Are they clicking the back button? Um, are they finding what they're looking for? There's a lot of different metrics that Google's looking for, but typically that's measured uh, in in the first, let's say seven days, or let's say even extend it to 14 days, when you launch a site, or, or sorry, when you launch a new page, there is an audition period. It's different for all the different platforms. Um, it's different for Google, but getting uh, good data uh, on that page is important. So if you're launching a new page, you wanna share it with your network, you wanna share it on social media, uh, maybe share it to a list, but you wanna give good uh, you want to get good interaction data. So just like this video, if you are watching it, please click on it. Please like it. Um, please uh, share it because it will help with the rankings for the algorithms on the different social media platforms and 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 Google itself. So. Yep. Um, all right. So that was uh, perform a site audit in order to check your indexability rate. Next is check for low quality or duplicate content. So if Google doesn't view your content as valuable to searchers, it may decide it's not worthy of being indexed. So thin content could be poorly written content, boilerplate content, content with no external signals about its value and authority. 
duplicate content is another reason bots can get hung up while crawling your site. Uh, sometimes this will trigger an alert alert in the Google Search Console. Uh, correct these issues by fixing tags, removing pages, adjusting Google Access, uh, which is you know what you do with your robot.txt file. So I would I would say um, you know thin content uh, certainly uh, for blogs, for example. Uh, that number continues to rise. Uh, typically, it used to be like 300 characters, and then it was like 500 words or 300 words, and then that number has gone up. Uh, it's not rule of thumb. You want to write whatever you're writing about to address whatever that issue is, and then certainly you want to use the headers appropriately uh, to understand uh, the different subjects and topics. And again, those also help Google understand what the page is about. Uh, but the point that I'm trying to make here is that um, typically thin content Google does not like because it might not fully explain what someone's looking for. I know that there's a lot of articles out there that tend to stay short. I'll give you an example. I do write for Forbes, but I don't like that Forbes doesn't allow you to put more content on there. They're looking for just that quick skim or that quick read. And when I read Forbes, I'm looking for the meat of what's going on. And I can't really explain that uh, in, in so many words. And if you look at Google, not saying it's rule of thumb, but if you look at the data, most of the pages that are ranking on the first page of Google are 2000 plus words right now. Yeah. And that number continues to go up. And so that's something to certainly consider uh, when you're writing content. So you don't want to you don't want to duplicate content. You don't want to write a lot of fluff. You want to get to the point because definitely attention spans are short online and you want to break it in into a way that's easily digestible. But also a lot of times if you're not answering the question or you're not answering the question effectively, uh, Google's uh, going to look at more of a, a complete answer. Um, that's why you see all these, you know, the the full guide or the unabridged version or everything because people want to look at one page and try to get the answer to what they're looking for so you just want to make sure that you do that and typically um certainly if you're not articulate enough it might take well that's that's probably a wrong statement but um typically it sometimes takes more words to do that or more characters to do that is, yeah is I, yeah, if you're going to cover it comprehensively, and that's really what you're saying, let's have a comprehensive page that yes. addresses what people, and it's also organized in such a way, like, if I don't need to know the history of the word or the technique, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't want to understand where the word was born out of and, and what, you know, Roman soldier used it, uh, you know, the most, and I just want to know, okay, well, what do I do about that? Um, you want to have it organized enough that people can skim through it and get to that that content that they're actually looking for. Yeah, I, I would say that was an older SEO tactic that that's certainly been modified, right? Is everything there is to know about that one particular topic. But I, I still think you could, um, you know, like, let's say, okay, let's talk about podcasting because we're podcasting right now. The history of podcasting. You could still talk about the history of podcasting, but you need to understand the customer journey and where that links to. And if that's valuable, that might be something in, in an index, right? Or in a footer or in a page connected to this page that cites different sources or information where you're looking at it from a content cluster standpoint, um, but not on that page because you need to understand what's going on in that person's conversation when they come into the page 
what's that customer journey? Where are they at? What are they trying to get the answer to, to take that next step? And that might not be absolutely relevant. Now, uh, having a glossary or um, something like that or a content cluster related to a certain topic where you provide a comprehensive uh, piece of information or even uh, uh, like a, a table of contents or, um, you know, uh, a directory that links to other things to incorporate that might be good, but it might not need to be on that specific page. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So number eight, back to 10 steps to boost your site's crawlability and indexability. Number eight is eliminate redirect change and internal redirects. Um, we talked about this a little bit already. Uh, as websites evolve, redirects are natural byproducts, directing visitors from one page to a newer or more relevant one. Uh, be mindful of relevant change. They occur when there's more than one redirect between the link clicked and the actual destination page. In more extreme cases, you may initiate a redirect loop in which a page redirects to another page. We've covered that. Uh, check it with the Screaming Frog or some redirect uh, checker, uh, redirect-checker.org or a similar tool. Um, yeah, and this can this can happen, right? You launch a new page, like you make a you make a structural change in the website, so you do a 301 to this page, right? But that that original page still has um, some external links that are coming back in. And then you redo the page again, and maybe you change it again. So now you know to do a 301 redirect from the intermediary version, but now you've got two hops for that first version. You really need to go back and fix that first version so it only has one hop. Uh, it's really important. I, and I, I think I read at one point that each hop can have a 15% loss of, uh, and I don't know where that number came from. Yeah. In, in yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I think you're talking about too, you're changing the slugs, right? Like if you're just changing content on the page, that's a little bit different, but if you're trying to redirect them to another page or you create a new page and you're directing to that old page and you're changing those slugs. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't really want to do that. You want to prevent that if you can. Um, a lot of times people redirect to one redirect or another redirect. And, and then that, that, increases the load time right of having to redirect load that page oh that script gets run it, it it redirects over here so that hurts the user experience as well um and and certainly uh yeah it's like 10 to 15 percent i think actually that number is 15 percent that you lose that link equity so if you redirected it twice the strength of that link of pushing that seo juice through there or link equity uh, goes down significantly so uh, really, again, the the measure measure twice, cut once um, is it, really important. So proper planning helps you um, like reduce the number of redirects that you have to have. Um, and uh, yeah, re redirects are just really really not good. Broken links are are worse. Um, and so these Funny. are something. It's huh? funny that you mentioned broken links because number right. nine is fix broken links. Uh, broken links can obviously wreak havoc on your site crawlability. You can use Google search console analytics or schema for there's lots of tools out there that you can use to find four or four errors. Um, I, yeah. We've got a habit of 
tracking 404 errors anytime a website is launched uh, because you may just mi have missed a 301 redirect. And so your, your website's spinning off 404 pages. The sooner you can catch those, the better uh, and get them fixed, the better so they don't see any kind of detrimental uh, uh, loss of placement. Well, I would also say that um, if you're linking out to different pages, um, there's a certain amount of deterioration. I don't know if that's the right word uh, in just the overall internet structure uh, that links break, links die. Uh, and if you're linking out to stuff or, or you have content that uh, you've linked out to stuff, they could they could change that and not do a proper 301 or the site may not be maintained and, and it, it just degrades. Right. And so. Uh, we we do every quarter uh, for our clients an audit to make sure that we're catching all that stuff. Certainly, uh, to maintain a site uh, even even more um, robustly, uh, once a month I think is is really quite good. But we found that like if you're catching everything on a quarterly basis, uh, unless you've made a lot of changes to a website you're not going to find a lot of 404 errors. I think <laughs> off a, a, another tangent a little bit, there's a lot of people out there that are selling um, citation services where they're checking the citation degradation monthly, right? And I'm like, you know, okay, six months, okay, a year, but every month, like you yeah. think someone's going to go uh, change the citation every month and you're going to charge somebody 20 bucks plus to monitor that, um, I, you know, like you got to balance, <laughs> you got to balance what, what makes, what makes sense. And then, you know, what's how likely to happen versus yeah, what, like, yeah, uh, what that, could that, happen. That's maybe a little bit of overkill. That might be a little bit more of a money generation thing in my opinion. So that's just something to look for. And so the final step here on, you know, 10 steps to boost your site's crawlability and indexability, I hadn't heard of, and it's called Index Now. It's a relatively new protocol that allows URLs to be submitted simultaneously between search engines via an API. Uh, it really, Brian says that implementing it is easy and only requires you to generate an API key host it in your directory and, or another location and submit and submit your URLs in the recommended format. Uh, just a quick search under Search Engine Journal says, it's an open source protocol that allows website publishers to instantly index across participating search engines, updating results based upon the latest content changes. Uh, so that's Index Now. Awesome. Well, I am, we're going to have to wrap up. I got to get yep. going. Actually, I have some dinner plans. So look, uh, are you, are you looking over my shoulder? It says wrapping up. <laughs> it's a simple <laughs> to regularly check your site for anything. You could be waylaying, misleading, or misdirecting bots. So get yourself a good set of tools and get started. Patif to you, Brian, uh, for this Happy really good Thanksgiving holiday, everyone that yep. celebrates it. Yeah. And, uh, and remember youtube.com forward slash best SEO podcast, Instagram.com forward slash the best SEO. Just podcast. find us, just find us. TikTok.com forward slash best SEO podcast. Until the next podcast, my name is Chris Burris. My name is Matt Bertram. Bye bye, bye, -bye for now. <laughs>